Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, back from his little assignment, wherever that was, some global golf assignment. Rich B in the house. Richard? You know what? I was up uh, in the Midwest, and it is exactly how they say uh, brown. It's this brown out. Uh, they're desperately in need of rain up there. The corn ain't growing like it should. The soybeans aren't growing. Uh, it's, uh, it's a drought situation up there bad. Yeah, did you get a little golfing, Rich B? I did. And, uh, you know, in the craziest thing, we have uh, a bunch of us get together from uh, our high school days and tell the same stories we've been telling for years. And now you're getting to the age where they're new stories because nobody <laughs> remembers them. Well, I have to say, this kid just pitched a perfect game. Hernandez from Seattle, perfect game, coming out. Wow, they're fired up there. Oh, big time party. Against the Rays. Felix Hernandez, first perfect game in Mariners history. Wow. How about that? Hats off to the Mariners. Hey, that's perfect. Almost like Rory McIlroy's last the round. The roar there. by the shore. Rory, Rory. Almost. Uh, is not good. for nothing, but I think that red on Sunday now belongs to Mr. McIlroy. Move over, Tiger. Hey, he's the number one golfer in the world. I mean, he took over number one uh, golf world, world golf rankings. In, uh, Smoke in the field. Hey, 1.4. Minus eight. 1.4 mil. Distancing the field, drills the putt in on 18. I mean, how good was that on Sunday at Kiowa Island? You know, that's a pretty steady round. I mean, nobody really tore it up. This guy had it on cruise control, and he's done that before. He did that in the U.S. Open where he just got in a zone where nobody can even uh, get into his head a little bit, not even a bit, and he just ran away uh, from the field. Fun to watch. Eh, Bit of a snoozer, like you were saying. Yeah, toward, towards the end, I mean, you were whining he, 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 a little. Ian Poulter made a good, good run at it. Uh, birdie fest there, going on the to front eight nine, under on the front nine. Then he kind of and fell then apart. Bogies the next four and uh, finishes at minus four. But a, a, a couple other names here that crept up the leaderboard: David Lynn. The Brit, who knew? I can tell you, he was not on our radar last week, uh, Rich B. And uh, Blake Adams, uh, good uh, American rising up uh, the ladder. And Jamie Donaldson, again, just a, a packed leaderboard with, again, some people that, who knew? Seven out of ten euros. European players, now they dominated uh, the top ten. Uh, and I don't see this uh, parlaying into a very good Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, we need to get some boys playing now. That's what you're soon. saying. The, the, the eight are locked in. And uh, Davis Love, uh, I think, uh, excited about his team. But he's going to have four captain's picks coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we're going to go to our main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, fresh back from Kiowa to uh, get the latest. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Uh, going good. So uh, good. where should we start? Um, Rory, just uh, smoke in the field. Yeah, and he was, he was uh, tied for the lead when the Sunday morning began, which is, makes it even more incredible, actually. He didn't build up that big lead, you know. He, uh, he was in a dogfight, uh, actually, even on the front nine. Uh, you know, he didn't have a big lead. And then uh, all of a sudden it's eight shots. Pretty uh, pretty impressive. And two, ma- two major wins now and both of them by eight shots. You know, between the, the design of Kiowa, you know, very much that Lynx feel for uh, most of us here in the U.S., and the rain rain out on Saturday, which caused almost, you know, 12 hours of golf. At least that's what it felt like for me sitting on the couch. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like we were watching the Open again in some respects. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the difference was that it, 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 looks, it looks like one, and, and it has that feel because of it being by the ocean and all the sand, but it, it, um, it didn't play like one. Um, it's too soft play like a lynx really um yeah especially uh, with all that had, rain yeah i mean it was you know you can't run the ball on that course and run it up onto the greens i mean that that's maybe the if there's a criticism of that type type of design um when you got that kind of wind that's possible there you know in in, in the uk the, the way you combat the wind is to run it along the ground and uh you can't do it there 
you know, uh, uh, not not when it's so soft. The ball's not going to get to the green. So, you know, that, they were fortunate in a way that they didn't have more weather like they had Friday. That was a severe, severe day. I mean, uh, the highest scoring average, single-round scoring average ever in the PGA. 78, so, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, one guy was in the 60s, VJ, only, only four players broke par. Um, it was really quite the test, and, um, uh, you know, it, it just kind of showed how brutal it could be if the wind kicked up. It had kicked up a little bit on Saturday um, before it got uh, called, and then it was pretty much dead calm on Sunday. So, uh, and, you know, you had, to, you had to shoot low. You had to fire at it, and, and that's exactly what Rory did. Yeah, it really set up for him. I think probably everybody might have uh, hoped that a little weather would kick in, maybe had made it a little more interesting coming in, uh, you know, the final nine holes, because, boy, that back nine's brutal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, uh, that, you know, that's not to take anything away from him. He obviously played great. I mean, a lot of guys still struggled. Um, there was plenty of tough scores uh uh, even on the final day, I mean, they, the birdies weren't just everywhere. You had to you had to be playing well, and he was. Yeah, Adam Scott faded. You know, looked like he might uh, rise to the occasion there on uh, Friday and Saturday. And of course, we mentioned Ian Poulter's run, and then he faded on the back. Uh, VJ, who knew? We weren't talking about him last week, Bob. No. Um, of course, yeah, I didn't think just, we'd be talking just... about him on Sunday either. He he didn't really get much going on Sunday, uh, you know. He uh, I think he was hurt by the he was definitely hurt by the delay Saturday. That was a lot to ask him to come out and play all that golf on Sunday, and you know he was he was right there when it ended Saturday, uh, and and it's and for his sake it would have been good to keep going, um, and unfortunately he wasn't able to. It might have been a lot more interesting uh, had he been able to actually finished the third round on Saturday when he was seemingly doing okay. Tiger, some of his comments on Sunday really surprised me. Um, He said he came out with the wrong attitude. I was too relaxed, tried to enjoy it, and that's not how I play. Um, What is going on with Tiger? Well, I'm trying to figure out exactly what he meant by that, too, because um, it it was surprising that he said that uh, was a um, you know an, an admission of, of failure, uh, whether it be attitude, approach, what have you. Um, if you take him at his word, the fact that he said that he tried to be casual and loose sort of suggests that he felt that he had been too tight going into the weekend. Uh, you know, we've all been sort of questioning at the U.S. Open and at the British Open. He had chances going into the weekend. He was right there at the. At the U.S. Open, he, he played the front nine and four over par. At the British Open, he, even though he shot a 70, even par that day, he wasn't able to make up any ground and, and left himself too far back Sunday. So here he is again with a share of the 36-hole lead, and he says he tries to approach a little bit different, and it didn't work. Um, one way or the other, I think it sort of points out, he didn't say this, you can't put words in his mouth, but I think you could surmise that he wants it too much. He's maybe even trying too hard. And so his, his other way was to, to maybe not try as hard, and he felt that it backfired. Um, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting. It was, you know, he's been criticized for, for these comments, but to me it's far better than him coming out and saying, you know, you know, trying to slough it off or, hey, I'm right there, I keep giving myself chances. He didn't say that. He was, he was clearly angered with himself. Uh, and, you know, really, he eight holes and the tournament got away from him. You know, he, he played the, f- the first eight holes of the third round and four over par. Um, th- those first seven holes are the easiest holes on the course. Uh, nobody played them worse during the third round except for one player. You know, so if he, if he shoots even par over those holes, I mean, of course, it's a big if, but guys were going under, but if he shoots even par... If he takes those four shots back, he's only one back going into the final round, and then things are a lot different. I mean, he really kind of played himself out of the tournament there, and uh, that's all it took. And uh, I think had that eagle putt gone in, uh, might have might have uh, gotten his mojo going too. Yeah, he, he uh, that that's right. I mean, he he did have some opportunities. Now 
the delay helped him. Absolutely. He came back out Sunday morning and, and played, the, played the back nine decently, but just didn't get enough putts to go in. Um, and, and then, you know, the way, it, the way it, it worked out, and, of course, if he could have put some pressure on or anybody had put some pressure on, maybe Rory doesn't shoot six under. I mean, but when Rory shoots six under and you're five back, I mean, obviously, that's, you're not going to make up that difference uh, if that happens. But I think the disappointing thing was is that he never really gave himself a chance. Uh, I don't think he ever got closer than four during the final round. He never made a run, and it was just, he was just too far back. If he'd have been two or three back and goes out and makes a couple birdies and gets tied or even one behind, then maybe things are a little bit different, and it's, you know, you've got this epic showdown. But, you know, he never got it to that point, and, and Rory didn't get challenged by anybody else. You know, Carl Peterson had a penalty. Uh, you know, uh, Ian Poulter got close and then dropped off. Uh, and, of course, he wasn't making any mistakes, and it was a great, uh, you know, it ends up being a great tournament for him. Uh, kind of your overall takeaway um, with this win for Rory and, and also uh, the fact that they announced that Tiger and Rory are going to go head-to-head over in China. Well, I think it's, um, it's, it's obviously it's really good for him. It's really good for the game. Um, you know, he, he hadn't done really much of anything in the majors since he won the U.S. Open. Uh, he, was, he, he didn't contend in any of them. His best finish was 25th. A lot of questions about him this past summer. He had missed four cuts. You know, I think that's the next step for Rory now is to, um, you know, obviously he wants to win tournaments, but he also wants to get rid of the inconsistencies that saw him, you know, missing four cuts this summer uh, and in some big tournaments as well. So uh, now I think, you know, going forward he has the confidence to do that. It's got to be a big relief to get the second major, um, you know, and and, and to break uh, Nicholas's record uh, at eight yeah. under at the PGA, right? You know, to win by eight shots uh, is, is a record. It's I mean, that was something that. to put that putt in on eighteen. Yeah, I, I don't wonder if he knew, but it's um, you know, it 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 kind of puts a bow on the story. It makes it a lot better. And now you know, he's, it's a it's a it's a great time for him. It'll be a great fall and. You know, I don't think it really matters a whole lot what he does from here on out. He's got this. Uh, he'll be in these FedEx Cup playoffs with Tiger. They're 1-2 in the, in the points. I think that adds a little intrigue. He'll be in the Ryder Cup, of course. As you mentioned, he's got an exhibition with Tiger in China uh, at the end of October. And, um, you know, that's, uh, it's all good. I think it's good for the game. And, and, you know, I don't think by any means Tiger's done. I think... Um, you know, people forget that a year ago this time, he had just missed the cut horribly at the PGA. He, he was, uh, you know, he didn't even qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. He was just coming off that injury that kept him out for most of the summer, so he didn't have enough chance to earn the playoffs. He didn't play after the PGA again until the Fries tournament in October. There was all that question about him getting a captain's pick for the President's Cup. At one point, he fell to 58th in the world, and look at him now. He, if he'd have won, he'd have gone to number one. And he's third in the world. I mean, it's, I think we've got to step back sometimes and look at what he has done in the past year. He has come a long way from where he was, from where his game was, and there's still a lot of room for improvement. His wedge game is really killing him. He's just, for whatever reason, there's some issue with his swing where he is very inconsistent with his distance control. And, you know, I just have a feeling he's going to work on that and get it dialed in. Um, you know, the other parts of his game are pretty good. He, he's not as strong putting, uh, but he does have his moments. And for the most part, he's driven it decently, and he's hit a ton of greens in regulation. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think it kind of bodes well now going into the, into the fall and into next year, especially when we, when we get to talking about um, – you know, the majors again. I think it's going to be a real interesting time. Absolutely. And um, a lot of momentum also, as you said, as we go into the playoffs and the Ryder Cup at the end of September. So as always, Bob, we appreciate you spending some time with the Golf Insiders, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. Lots more golf talk coming up. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like. 
with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. With just 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer is a no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B. And, Rich, we're going to one of your very own right now. Um, one of the best guys in the business representing... Uh, the PGA of America from the, the big headquarters. 27,000 members plus. And uh, they put on a great show this weekend in uh, Kiwa Island, by the way. All the blue coats down there. Alan uh, Warnos. Uh, uh, Joe Steranka. Yeah, the uh, the uh, all the boys. Yeah, the uh, they wheel all the guys out and uh, put on uh, quite a good show. And that's where all my dues money goes. That's what I like to think. You know, when I pay my dues every year. Right to the PGA. All those rows of quarters, those rolls of quarters you send in. Yeah. The- <laughs> from the penny jar. Rolls well, let's go to Bob Baldessari, a very good friend from the PGA of America. Hey, Bob. Hello, Holly. Hey. Hello, Holly and Rich. Hey, it's good to have you on again, my friend. Congratulations on a great event. I know you were wearing a bunch of hats up there in Kiowa as the director of player development. But I uh, just wanted to get your overall comments on this year's PGA Championship. Wow, it was fantastic. We had an amazing week. That that location for that uh, ocean course is amazing. You're right on the ocean. It's really, it's majestic. It's beautiful. If anybody has a chance to get up there, uh, of course, Roger Warren is a past president of the PGA, and he runs an incredible operation. So the facility is amazing. The whole island is gorgeous. And for the first time ever in the player, player department, player development department we did a lot of community outreach we were across the city of charleston all over the place in five different county parks we did a youth clinic we were at the charleston river dogs which uh, was awesome but i'm a red sox fan and that's the yankees affiliate so that's right uh, it, was a little, it was a little bit kind of weird for me but we had so much fun we touched thousands and thousands of people that never would have touched a golf club we got them excited about golf and from a player development grow the game perspective it was it was just fantastic i've had people email me they want to stay in, stay involved in golf so we're doing a lot of follow-up and uh from a grow the game perspective uh you know we we had a double eagle if you will yeah and a great uh showcase all weekend long um of uh the learn to play golf program for what is it five lessons for 99 dollars, as well as uh, the tee it forward program which we know is all about getting on the right tee playing the right yardage and having more fun absolutely the uh, the tee it forward is really resonating across the country and we started that last year and we have 
oh, about twenty, almost twenty seven hundred courses really active doing it. So we still want to keep it out there and really gets people having more fun, playing more golf. Uh, you mentioned the Get Golf Ready. That's the five lessons for ninety nine dollars in a group setting, and that's fantastic. That's over three thousand courses in the country, and we really did a lot of really wonderful work with the junior uh, junior league golf, which they're, we're doing the regionals right now, but. We've had close to 2,000 kids in 122 cities participating in the pilot effort this year, and we're looking to grow that. The, the Junior League World Championships will be at Cog Hill out in Chicago just before the Ryder Cup. So uh, that Junior League golf, Holly and Rich, I mean, that's, that, that's really that's been magical this year. That's a lot of kids in the middle school, 7 to 13 years old, that are the, the age when other team sports tend to get kids active and Enticed. So now we finally have something on the team for kids that are 7 to 13 uh, groups. The teams are about 12 to 14 kids. There's numbers on the back. They have the same uniform shirt. It's nine-hole matches with, with uh, scramble format. So a little less pressure for every single shot in stroke play. And I'll tell you what, the kids are having a ball this year with that. All right, hey, Bob, we've got to get you to turn your radio down if you got one going there. But, uh, you know, as being a PGA member and to hear you say those kind of things, you know, where you're actually getting huge amounts of feedback going into the communities, that's doing me good. Uh, that's what, you know, we're all about, bringing people to the game of golf and keeping people involved, you know, that are golfers that are not really, uh, you know, been playing golf. They haven't been playing golf for a while. Want to come back into the game. Let's get reintroduced to it. I think that's great. The PGA of America, you know, this is what they're all about and uh, keeping it going. And, uh, Bob, we think you're doing a really, really great job. Uh, Holly, this is what we're all about. We love the game. We're talking about it every week here at uh, and, ESPN and, Studios. And you're, the, and you're the front line of uh, delivering the game and getting people hooked on the game. Well, you're right. And, and Rich hit it on the nail that the 27,000 men and women out there in the PGA and our sisters, sisters in the LPGA, we're out there trying to grow the game each and every day. We're not done yet, but we've made some good successes in the last year. Let me ask you a couple of questions about the tournament. Um, the sandy oh, areas. Oh, I, I've this, had this please? whole thing going on about oh, the sandy geez. areas all weekend, Bob. And, you know, of course, uh, we have so many avid listeners who are, you know, right in there paying attention to the rules. And uh, explain why that was determined. I know it was a local rule, and there's all kinds of dunes. Um, but I, I was uh, just waiting as each of the announcers tried to bite their lip in between saying the word bunker all weekend. <laughs> Well, it kind of reminds me of Donna PGA Golf Club on the die course we have there. We don't consider anything bunkers. It's just all some waste waste areas. And, you know, I wasn't privy to some of the inner workings, but, uh, you know, I don't know if it was because of last year and it was just trying to be uh, trying to keep things pretty simple. But um, I know that I, the players, from what I heard, love the course. I, I was out in the community so much, I really didn't see too much of the tournament, but all the comments were fantastic as far as the course the course setup, the course conditions, and how the rules officials implemented things. So I think on a course like that that's right on the ocean, they that was probably the best way to go. It's just so natural and dunes, and it's just so so natural out there. I hate to use the same word twice, but I think uh, that probably uh, probably eased some of the, you know, the – some of the rulings that could have happened. Well, probably one of the few times you'd see the stakes a good 50 yards out on the beach. That was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, that, it's right on the ocean. I thought it would be close, but when I got there, I did some, some work around the, the driving range and the clubhouse, and I just couldn't believe how close the ocean was. It's just, it's really amazing. Uh, it's quite a setting, and um, that, well, ironically, one of the, the interesting rulings was the, the Rory McIlroy when his ball went into the tree. I was actually watching the tournament at the point, and I thought, well, that would be a good, fun ruling. Yeah, no no doubt. I'm kind of wondering about I was wondering about that tree just hanging out there in the middle of the fairway, but uh, it certainly, certainly was, was fun, and I, obviously Rory responded great. Uh, what did you think about Carl Pedersen's uh, little incident there in the uh, penalty area with the leaf? Yeah, I mean, that, you know, it's part of the rules, and they followed procedure. I, I did hear that that might be a rule that the USDA and RNA, might, RNA might look at. 
Yeah, I think review. so. Yeah, that was kind of penal, especially for that point of the round where it was very, uh, you know, crucial. Um, you know, unfortunately, those are the rules of golf, and you know, you are your own rules official out there, so you kind of are obligated. Uh, well, to call that. And that's part of learning the game, right, Bob? More part of player development. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, there are some people that are new to the game that get a little bit turned off because of all the rules. But I, I want everybody to know that we do have our own special 18, it's okay, quote-unquote, rules of golf. And when you're a new golfer, you don't have to keep score. You, you can try to hit it out of the bunker, but it's okay to move it out of the bunker. It's okay to tee it up everywhere. It's okay not to finish a, a hole. It's okay to do a few things that, as a beginner golfer, you want to get successes. As you get better and better in the years go on, we certainly want you to play by the rules of golf, and it's one of the beautiful things of golf. So when people do see what happened in the tournament, that's what should happen with the best players in the world, and that happens in the NFL and the NHL and baseball. They play by the rules. So, uh, But we do encourage people to, go, to try to use our it's okay. Even, Holly, even you can play the it's okay it's supposed to be fun. Absolutely. I don't know about Rich B, though, Bob. We might have to put no. him back into class. Uh, you know, she gets really bummed out when she shanks that ball every now and then. It's, oh. it's okay, Holly. Oh. It's okay. That's what I tell her. Yeah, this is her. Plug in another one. Let's go. Keep going. All right. Well, Bob, we know you're on the road, and uh, we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Director of Player Development, Bob Baldessari, down there at the big headquarters in West Palm Beach. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us, and thanks for much all the great work you do. My pleasure. Uh, everybody have a great golf day, and, and you and Rich are awesome. Thanks, Bob. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. We have a lot more coming up. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Stay with us. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release and impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. We're just 10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer to no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so mean. We're back, the Golf Insiders. Taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G with Rich B. And, uh, Rich, we're going to go to one of the hardest working guys in the golf biz. And best dressed. Best dressed. <laughs> and he's got a heck of a voice, too. Can sing the national anthem. He's the one. He's the only. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Guys, how are you? Doing great. And he is up at Greensboro getting ready for the Wyndham Championship. But, Todd, give us your thoughts on Rory's big win. Well, it's powerful. Um, I mean, I don't know if I've seen a 
I'd have to really rack my brain to, to remember a greater demonstration of length and accuracy off the tee. And maybe you could maybe say Louis Ustase in 2010 at St. Andrews when he won the Open Championship. But, I mean, Rory to have two majors at 23 years of age um, to validate what he did at Congressional in 2011, uh, to seem, it seems to me like he's grounded. Um, he just plays with a joy. Um, he's so appealing. He's not robotic. Um, I, I mean, it, the world is his oyster right now, at number one in the world. But he, he will have to deal with some different things. He'll have to deal with a lot of things now that, that Tiger Woods has dealt with for many years, and that is the fact that he's going to have a, a huge spotlight on him now. I mean, beginning next week at the Barclays in the first playoff event, he's going to have to deal with expectations, not only from the outside, but within himself as well. So I'll be interested to see how he handles that. But as far as him and what he did at the PGA Championship, just beautiful, great golf. And, uh, again, we're reminded that, that this kid is the real deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought some of the um, swing visions they did on his swing and the way Peter Costas broke it down uh, was was really terrific. I mean, to just see his, you know, his balance and the power and, uh, man, you know, he just hit some unbelievable drives. Yeah, it, well, it's interesting about Rory's trajectory when he hits the ball. He's got a very high trajectory. He, he did, I'm not saying, I, I'm not making an excuse for him. He's going by eight shots. But he did get a little bit of a break because the wind only blew one day, and that was Friday. Um, but his ball flight is so high that it, it's, it's a little tougher for him to play in the wind. That's why I think it's going to be hard for him to win uh, an open championship compared to the other major championships. But still, I mean, his control, his balance, his, his swing seems powerful yet timeless. Um, it doesn't look like it's very physical. It's... I, in my opinion, I don't think it's going to wear on his body very much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this, this is a remarkable talent who has an opportunity now to build some of that momentum at an early age. And who knows? You know, we could be seeing a guy who could be double, uh, have double-digit major championships by the time he hangs up his cleat. I heard uh, someone um, refer to him as possibly his generation's Tom Watson. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, I mean, you, you can make a lot of comparisons, but I think Roy McElroy is making a name for himself. I, I think it's, I think it serves a player injustice if you, if you compare him to any other player from the past, because that person is his own individual, both as a golfer and as a person. Um, and I, and I like the fingerprint that Roy has right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, you agree. know, if he wins the Masters and the Open, he'll have the Mackle Slam. The Rory Mackle Slam, I think, is possible. You're right, Todd, though. I think you did say that correctly when you said it, it might be tougher for him to win a British Open because of his ball flight. I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it is high. But, I mean, I, look, it wouldn't astound me if he was able to work. I mean, he's got a, again, he's 23, for goodness sakes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, Jack Nicklaus won his final major at the age of 46. That's half, Rory's half that age. Uh, so, you know, it's... We're gonna be got, we're gonna be in the rocking chairs watching him, Todd. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? And we're, we may be saying just as we said with Tiger Woods, you know, we're, we're fortunate to watch this guy play in his prime. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, love the fact that he came out and wore red on Sunday. I mean, uh, he uh, he has a lot well, of confidence. That my, that, well, that was my coincidence. Let's see, he, he didn't have a mission statement. Like, all right, so at least he said so. So I don't think he was taking a dig at Tiger or anything. No, I don't think so either. Uh, so you're at the Wyndham in Greensboro, um, the last uh, tournament before the playoffs start. So what should we be looking for this week? Well, if you're watching Golf Channel, you're going to look uh, for a very happy Todd Lewis because this is my hometown, and I've already eaten barbecue this week. So I'm, I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic about that. But aside from me... Uh, Are you going back and see- speaking at your grade school there, Todd? No, I you know I had I didn't have a I didn't have a great period in my life when I was in high school, so I'm just going to forget about that and move forward. Um, <laughs> I, you're going to see a great golf course, as you've seen over the last few years when this tournament moved from Forest Oaks to Sedgefield. But you're going to see this golf course at its best for one big reason: 
for years, the Greens on this Donald Ross layout, by the way, which the Greens are the biggest offense because Donald Ross has these beautiful, well-known Greens up on plateaus with a lot of uh, undulation. These Greens have been made up of bent grass, which has been very difficult to keep. Uh, and they couldn't really mow these Greens down to the speed that they wanted to have them without killing the grass. So they had them running at about ten and a half on the stem. Well, this May, they took out the bent and put in this Champions Dwarf Bermuda, which we saw last year at the Atlanta Athletic Club in the PGA Championship. This is a much more a much tougher grass that can handle all the elements. And more importantly, the PGA Tour can cut these greens to about 12, maybe 13. They are rolling kind of like they would roll at Augusta. And with all the slopes that Donald Ross has put into these greens, you're going to see a, a big change compared to the last few years. Last year, I think the winning score was 20 or 21 under par. I would be surprised if it's 12 or 13 under par this year. It's going to be a tougher golf course, and a lot of players trying to get, their, get themselves inside the top 125 to move on to the playoffs, the first playoff event next week. And other players are trying to improve their position for a playoff push. So it's going to be a fun week here. And it's a lot of barbecue to eat. Absolutely. And so uh, where can we get the coverage on the Golf Channel for the rest of the week? Well, Thursday and Friday, our, our first and second round coverage uh, begins at 2.30. And uh, so, so definitely tune in. Live coverage in the afternoon. I mean, good players here, too. Wes Simpson, Brant Snedeker, Brant Snedeker, Bill Haas, trying to press Davis Love, who's in the field, to, be, uh, to become a captain's pick. So, you know, we got some pretty good players here. And somebody to keep an eye on, too, because he's definitely trending upward, and that's Tim Clark coming off, um, you know, some injury, comes off a tie for 11th at the PGA, and, um, you know, it'd be fun to see Tim get back in there. Well, I think actually one of his really good friends and his former North Carolina State teammate is an even better pick, and that is Carl Peterson, who actually, ah, yes. a, little, a little backup story of him, he moved from Europe to Greensboro when he was a teenager, he went two years of high school here in Greensboro. He was a big uh, part of helping bring this tournament from Forest Oaks to Sedgefield. He's a past champion of this event at Sedgefield, playing beautifully, played beautifully last week at the PGA. I think this might be Carl Peterson's week to shine once again here in, in his adopted hometown. And I like Carl because you can tell he likes his barbecue and he likes his beer. You know, he's just a, a different kind of guy. I love it. He's an all-American guy who's not American. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <He's British. laughs> well, uh, Ty, we'll let you go back to work. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Who's your pick on Sunday? I like Carl Peterson. I, and you know what? I want to take, change what I said. He actually has dual citizenship. He's Swedish, and he, and he became a U.S. citizen. So I guess you could say he's an all-American guy. All right, well, I'll take his counterpart, Tim Clark, for a buck. All right, buddy? All right. All right. Have a great week. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, listen to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Stay with us. We have Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel coming up next. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Winter Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. We all want more distance immediately. Now get a more powerful release at impact and increase your distance with the full-release reverse grip from Field Golf. The full-release reverse grip gives you a correct tour player-like grip the very first time you use it. That means more power and increased distance. The pros love it, and you will too. The full release, sold at Golfsmith and other fine retailers, or buy online now at fieldgolf.net. That's fieldgolf.net. Golfers, have you discovered Swing Wing? It's the 6-in-1 inflatable power swing trainer. The Swing Wing power trainer will make you hit it longer and stronger. Swing Wing's patented design provides wind resistance training that will improve your tempo, increase your club head speed, and get you more distance. If you're tired of big and bulky training aids, the Swing Wing is the answer. It's simple and easy to use. Just inflate it, slide it onto your club, and swing away. Swing Wing is perfect for warming up before practice or play. We're just 
10 swings, you're ready to smash it down the fairway. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Trainer helps eliminate bad habits like scooping, flying elbow, and more. The Swing Wing will improve your arm position, swing plane, and full body turn. Hit it longer and stronger. Buy the Swing Wing now for just $29.99. The Swing Wing 6-in-1 Power Trainer to no-brainer. Just $29.99. Get more distance and control. Order your Swing Wing today. Go to SwingWingGolf.com. SwingWingGolf.com. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It could just make hard. PGA wrap-up show in the house. How with G along with Rich B. PGA of America. Your tribe. Yeah, hey, I'm a member. I'm a dues-paying member. I am paid up in uh, good standing. And now you're legit because you got a job again. I am in good standing. So what's happening out at Hunter's Creek? Tell me real quick. Hey, it's the comeback course of uh, Southwest Orlando. It is in great shape. And uh, they've got some great deals down there. And uh, come on down, check it out. Hunter's Creek. All right. Well, we're going to go to Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, just back from Kiowa in the PGA Championship. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, we just got about five minutes. We got a little bit uh, short show tonight. But um, what were your uh, thoughts on Rory and the big win? To me, what was most impressive was the way he took Sunday and just latched onto it and made it his own. Remember that he started the day when, when the suspended round began again. He was uh, tied for the lead. By the end of the round, after he played nine holes, he was three shots up, and he just kept building on it and essentially wore everybody else down. Yeah, he sure did. And, um, you know, the golf course, boy, that I think was the winner as well. I heard somebody say if it was the best kept secret it's not anymore of course they did play the Ryder Cup there in 91 but um it sure was uh the showcase of the whole week it's a fantastic course i absolutely love the setting uh getting a chance to you know go out and walk the back nine uh you can you know step 10 yards away from from the fairway on the, on the home stretch there and stand on top of a dune and just look out over the Atlantic Ocean. It is a wonderful setting. However, that being said, the PGA of America or the state of South Carolina have to address some uh, some traffic issues. It is a two-lane road in and a two-lane road out, uh, it, and there were just long, long backups, not only, not only for you know, the media, those of us that had to ride the shuttle buses, but the fans. Uh, you know, a lot of fans stuck on a two-hour journey just to get to the golf course, and then when you leave, it may be two hours getting out again. Yeah, good point, and uh, that really makes it tough when you're working the hours that you were, especially with the rain delay, et cetera. Um, so the the team was wrapped up for the Ryder Cup. Um, Davis has his top eight. Give us your thoughts on where you think he's going for his captain picks. Uh, Rich B thinks the U.S. is maybe at a disadvantage, given how some of the guys are playing. Well, the thing that Davis has to deal with is he's got a very young roster right now, a very inexperienced roster. Three guys are going to be Ryder Cup rookies, Jason Duffner, Keegan Bradley, Webb Simpson. Two of them are major champions but they're still Ryder Cup rookies. And then you've got Bubba Watson and Matt Kuchar, who have only played one previous Ryder Cup. So he's got to get some experience on that roster to kind of help the guys through, uh, you know, the nervousness and, and what to expect when you step on that first tee on Friday at Medina. That being said, I think the two guys probably at the top of his list are going to be Steve Stricker and Jim Furyk. Yeah, no doubt about it. Veterans. Uh, I, I think uh, for sure, and especially with the, the putter that Stricker has. Uh, and I think for Furyk, uh, you know, that's, that's where he really, uh, he loves that mano a mano setup. Well, remember that he went 5-0 and at the President's Cup last year. Yeah, so, super uh, strong. Absolutely. Probably good for him, too, since uh, he's had a few blips this year, unexpected uh uh, I don't even know. I meltdown? guess you got to call it meltdowns, right, Rich B? I mean, what else can you call them? If, you know, a duck hook's a duck hook. 
<laughs> Without question. Yeah, and when, when you can't close the door, you can't close the door. So, <laughs> uh, so the the um, Wyndham, of co- as we were been talking about, is the end of the PGA Tour's regular season, and then we you know go into the playoffs. Bunch of guys on the bubble. Give us uh, your your thoughts. It sounds like we were just talking to Todd Lewis. He said they've really toughened up the golf course. This is not going to be a cakewalk for those that are trying to get in to uh, the season-ending playoff. Well, that's probably good because it doesn't get any easier after the Wyndham. So uh, you're going to have a lot of guys that uh, that need to play well. If you if you kind of look at that group, uh, there there are three guys uh, that uh, were in the final 30 last year, made it to the Tour Championship, and now are having trouble getting into the Barclays. Uh, you got a former major champion just on the outside, Y.E. Yang. You've got Chris DeMarco at 131st. He needs to move up six slots. And Gary, Gary Woodland. Yeah, Gary. Well, remember Gary, you know, missed some time with injury, so he's he's kind of under the gun. Uh, but uh, at least if he misses, there's a certain reason for it. Um, what do you think in in terms of um, let's see, Webb Simpson and Jason Duffner? I mean, Jason, you know, I think maybe might have had a better tournament last week. But uh, how do you you know how do you see those guys playing this week? Well, I think uh, I, I think that uh, when you play that tournament, you, you've got to be ready to go for a long stretch. Jason has really seen, turned into one of the more consistent guys, and, and I think Webb is still not trying to knock off rust from having taken the time off uh, to uh, welcome the new addition to the family. And so, right now, it seems like Jason's in, in a really good uh, in a really good groove. He, he may not uh, you know challenge every week, but he seems to be stacking up the top tens and top fifteens pretty well. All right, so it's now the time where we have to ask you that big question. Who's going to hoist the trophy on Sunday, Jeff? Well, I, I'm going to lean toward riding a little bit of a hot hand. Carl Pedersen is a North Carolina guy. He's, he's the Swedish redneck, and so uh, he's not too far from his base in Raleigh. And as well as he played at Kiowa, if he can uh, over overcome any bad thoughts from that penalty he had to take, uh, he may be the guy to take it this week. All right. Well, so far, we're two for two with Carl. Everybody's betting on him, especially after his great play. Uh, We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, thanks so much. Thank you. So, Rich B., we're going to go to our other big dog. That would be Jeff Babineau. We got them all lined up tonight. Look at they're, you just firing through just, this lineup They're just tonight. all coming back hey, from the island. You're mowing these guys down like Felix Hernandez. Uh, you're pitching a no-hitter tonight. Wow. You're unbelievable. It's the big dog. It's Jeff Babineau, the editor of Golf Week. Hey, Jeff. Hey, we're all on the same shuttle bus, so we can just pass the phone along. I know. That's what I figured. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're probably still trying to get off the island, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still trapped. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So, um, what was uh, your your com- takeaways from this past weekend, Jeff? Oh, I, I thought it was good. You know, it was. Uh, I expected a more uh, a little more competition on Sunday, but you know that's kind of all credit to Rory McIlroy what he did to the golf tournament. He just pulled all the drama right out of that place uh, by the you know shortly after he made the turn. You know, Ian Poulter made a little move on him, but but McIlroy just never gave in and. He never went backwards at all on Sunday, and uh, it was impressive. You know, I mean, it's you, you leave there, and when you're, you're linking that guy to names like Seve and Tiger and Nicholas as somebody with two majors before they're 24, it's you know, it's historic kind of stuff. Yeah, no doubt, it sure is, and he just seems to have. Um so much fun at it, you know, and really able to be present in the moment. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look like he was having a whole lot of fun earlier in the summer, but uh, I think he got a pretty good pep talk from Dave Stockton, and it wasn't his putting so much as the attitude. And just, you know, he's, he's doing something that he's wanted to do since he was a little kid in Northern Ireland, have a lot of fun with it. So that was part of his, uh, his mission at Kew Island, to go out there, have some fun, smile, and you know, the way he hit the ball was beautiful. And then, but to me, the biggest doubt is when I watch Roy McIlroy and wonder how great or good he'll be is his putting. And, and on Sunday, he knocked down everything. So you know, if, he, if he has a game like he puts together on Sunday, he's going to contend at a lot of big tournaments. Jeff, do you know, did, did he realize that he had a chance to break Nicholas's record of 7-under? Uh, I, don't, I don't know that he did that. I mean, I, I like the way that he went out and set a target to get to 12-under. That was really smart because, you know, with a three-shot lead, 
if he was able to get out there and get the 12, he wasn't going to be caught. And as crazy as Ian Poulter was playing, uh, you knew that was going to run out at some point. You're not going to birdie them all out there. And, and that was real smart where McElroy set that target, whereas he didn't do that when he made the turn and was leading at Augusta. And he paid a big price there and, and left the trophy on the table. Yeah, he sure did, and certainly he uh, will be resetting uh, his buttons for for Augusta coming into uh, 2013. Quickly, uh, we were talking about the Ryder Cup and uh, Davis's captain's picks. Your thoughts on that? Well, he needs some putters. You know, I, I heard Jeff talking. He needs some experience, which is true, but he really needs some putters. So, you know, I, I think Stricker's a given, being that he'll play with Tiger. I, I think he's going to give Furyk a shot because he had a lot. You know, Furyk, as bad as he's played down the stretch at a couple big tournaments, has shown more than he showed a year ago going into the President's Cup and responded well there. And, and the other two, I think, would be of the inside track would be Hunter Mahan and, and Ricky Fowler, and Ricky being because he's such a good putter. Uh, if Dustin Johnson can show something in the next couple of weeks, he might get back in that mix because Medina's a park for a, you know, it's a big ballpark, and, and he's a long hitter, but... I think Stricker, Furyk, Mahan, and Ricky might have the inside track. And, and Ricky will add some uh, some uh, some enthusiasm and spark for sure, and rekindle some of that magic uh, from two years ago. And uh, before we let you go, your pick for the Wyndham, Jeff. I like Snedeker. You know, he's a good player. Snedeker. He, you know, it's, he's played well in that city, and he's got to kind of show Captain Love that he's in the mix here. So uh, he's got something to play for this week. Maybe he'll do something. I like him, and, uh, you know, you just got to like a carrot top. You got to root for that guy. <laughs> All right, Babs, and uh, where can our listeners check out, of course, GolfWeek.com and GolfWeek Magazine? Uh, yes, yeah, check out our we, – we redesigned GolfWeek.com, so give it a look. It looks terrific. Yeah, it uh, sure does. Congratulations. Thanks. All right, thanks, my friend. We appreciate you, you spending it. some time with us. Jeff Babineau, editor of GolfWeek Magazine, the best in our business, week-to-week giving you the – deepest coverage in golf and check it out online their new website golfweek.com rich b hey we got a little rain falling out there so uh, keep it uh between the lines and slow it down there's no rush you'll get there uh holly your pick for sunday i like uh i like the uh, uh carl peterson Oh, you're gonna you're gonna go with the with the soft pitch. All right, yeah. I'm I'm going for Jason Duffner. I want to see him bring one in before the before the championship series starts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week.